Welcome to this episode of Let's Chat. I'm your host, Chris Revel, coming at you from the Cat Cave in Providence, Rhode Island. Great episode today. We have stand-up comedian Jeff Howard. Jeff Howard is a fascinating comedian to me because he is someone who doesn't start comedy until his 30s, I believe he said, with a child. And well, now on the way, congratulations to Jeff and his family. I think that's awesome. Believe it or not, I'm in my 30s, and uh, it's just cool to see people doing things later in life. I don't even think 30 is that old, but later in life. I sometimes get that mentality like, well, I didn't start this by this age, so I guess I can never do it. But I think that's just such a – just got a really cool story. So he's, you know, obviously he can only do so much comedy because he's actually a loving father and a good husband and has a job. But it's just nice to see that he's got a really cool hobby that I think is fa- um, awesome. He's really nice guy, really funny. You can watch his work on the old YouTube. He's based out of uh, the New York City, so you can see him play in New York City if you're in that region. Uh, what a what an inspiration, you know, to fi- be like, I'm going to do performance at this age. I don't know if anyone else saw that article online about the guy in his like 80s or 90s doing his first stand-up set. I just think that's cool. I mean, my dad became a painter slash photographer, radio DJ in his 60s. So it, there's just hope for everyone out there. Life never just stops, which I think is great. Uh, Jeff was as kind as he could be. Uh, just so kind, so nice. I was so happy to have him on. We had a great conversation. Anyway, you could find me on the old internets. I was recently a guest on Dwight Hurst's uh, past guest, Dwight Hurst show, The Broken Brain. It's a mental health podcast. As you may or may not know, I actually have been working in behavioral health for about the last four years. So that was uh, interesting to actually talk about something that wasn't just movies and TV. I do make plenty of dick jokes. You can check that out. My good friend Tyler from Cynical Cartoons, who will actually be next week's guest. I'm also started a new podcast with my buddy Tyler. He will be a guest next week from the Cynical Cartoons podcast. We do a show called the Super Fast Flash Cast. Please subscribe on iTunes. If you are a fan of CW's The Flash, we do 20-minute or less recap episodes. The Flash is fucking awesome. Everyone should watch it. As well, you can always find us on the Misfits Network, themisfitsnetwork.com. That's our wonderful podcast network that I'm just honored to be on. It's so great. And uh, make sure you follow me on Twitter at Let's Chat Podcast. There's a Facebook page. My email is Let's Chat Podcast at gmail.com. I've actually been getting some feedback from strangers, and it's been feeling wonderful because it's all been positive. If you want to be so kind, please read an iTunes review. That stuff's extremely helpful. Uh, follow Jeff Howard on Twitter at J Howard Comic. And we should be having some great comedians coming up in the near future. And uh, let's get to it. The hard, the hard, you never thought that this cop would take it this far. Now I'm in the limelight, cause I rhyme tight. Time to get paid, blow up like the world trade. Born sinner, the opposite of a winner. Remember when I used to eat sardines for dinner? Peace to Raw G, Brucey B, Kid to Free. Funk, Master Flex, Love, Funk, Star, Ski. You, like, you do sets in New York, too. Yeah, yeah, I, uh, most of what I've done um, has been in New York. Um, I got hooked up early with with a guy by the name of Bob DeBono. He's a he produces a couple shows a week at Stand Up New York, and um, that's in the Upper West Side in Manhattan. And I've done I've done I guess now about five or six for him in the in the past ten months or so. Um, I've I've had a blast at those. It's always a great crowd. That that club always brings people in. So honestly, out of anywhere I've been, I think I've been there the most frequently. That's um, awesome. That's a good and, club uh, too. It is. They're pretty it well is. known. But yeah, it's well known. It's like I said, it's a, it's just 
very well run, and uh, the show, the audience always, I don't know if they have some kind of magic uh, potion or something in their drinks, but it's always a, <laughs> always a good crowd. Okay. Uh, so, like, so you're like a, a, a father, married guy, full-time job, and then yep. is the, the comedy came later in life for you? Like a... Yes. Um, I, I, I've always kind of had an itch. I actually took a class about four years ago, and I dropped out halfway through. Um, it was one of those things they do on like Sunday afternoons in the city. It was like yeah. six sessions, something like that. And, and I actually did like three. And then I said, you know what? It's tough. It's hard to think of things to write when you're pressured into getting stuff, come up with something like each week. And I just kind of was, I kind of lost interest quick. I just kind of, um, I couldn't think of things I wanted to write. And it was just, I don't know. The timing was just weird. And, uh, I ended up dropping out of it like halfway through. And this was four, like I said, four or five years ago. And but I always still had the itch. I was always like, you know, in the back of my mind, I always still wanted to try it, um, even though I hadn't finished that class. And uh, last, I guess last winter, yeah, by December, I was like, you know what? Let me just try and do it. And uh, I was going to start off with an open mic, obviously. And uh, I had signed up for one, but then I couldn't make it. And um, the person who was, a, I guess, a producer at a show or, or at Broadway Comedy Club. They reached out to me and uh, said, "Oh, do you want to do a show?" I said, "I said honestly, I'm like, I've never even done an open mic before. You want me to get on the show? Because you know, bringer type thing." Yeah. Um, and I just said, "You know," and I almost felt like if I didn't say yes, I didn't. I didn't know how the whole business worked, so I didn't know if I'd have an opportunity to to do that again if I say no right off the bat. So I said, "You know what? Screw it. I'll I'll do it." And it was like three weeks away, so I had time to do at least a couple mics before that. And that's kind of how I, I came into it, because like I said, I always wanted to try and do it. And uh, that kind of pushed me into the fire, I guess, in a way. Mm-hmm. Um, and now, like I said, uh, I've probably done about 15 shows in the last 10 months. Again, being you know married with, with a little one, um, my daughter's almost four, and then we have another one on the way uh, in December. And it's, it's, it's a lot. It's a long day in the city um, working, you know, as, like I told you, I get in early and then I try and get home in a reasonable time at night, so sticking around in the city to do shows is happens once or twice a month, but not much more than that. Dude, that's impressive, man. That's so much fucking commitment. Yeah, it's fun. Like I said, it's um, it, it's fun. It's, it's kind of like my my side thing that I like to try and do and continue with, and, and just kind of see where it goes, kind of thing. I've met a lot of a ton of cool people just from the shows that I've been on and everything, and that's that's one of the things I like to do is just kind of connect with people who are on the shows, whether they're you know, aspiring like me or, or someone who's a pro or, or anything like that. I kind of connect with them right away via, you know, Facebook, Twitter, anything like that. And uh, just because, you know, you do that right away, then they recognize you, you know, oh, you were on my show. Um, and then you just kind of build like a, a good network like that. But Facebook is awesome for that. I mean, they have all these forums and pages for comedians looking for spots and things like that. So I'm, I'm you know, it, it, always have an eye on that stuff. So. Oh, yeah, it's a whole new world, which I, I think is wonderful, like, and like I mean, like having a podcast, same kind of thing. Like, this is something I could not have done like five years ago. And like, this it's it's cool how that stuffs. And like, I remember like doing this early on. I was like, how am I gonna get guests after I ran out of all my friends? And I was like, oh, there's right. this thing called Twitter. And then right. it's incredible how you, who you can meet on that thing. Uh, oh yeah. So like growing up was uh, who were you always like, knowing that you wanted to do this? Like you know what, I was. I was extremely shy growing up. Um, so even now that I'm doing when I'm doing this, people like <laughs> I'm like friends with somehow I connected with like my second grade teacher from 
you know, elementary school. And she's like, you'd be like the last person I would think you would be doing this right now. <laughs> she's still surprised. You know? Yeah, so yeah. growing up, no, I didn't really have it. You know, I, my biggest, I was the biggest fan of uh, Seinfeld. That, the oh, show, yeah, I, I got into it like halfway in, like halfway into the, you know, one of my buddies got me hooked on it. And uh, that's when I started watching it and seeing him. And then, I, you know, I would go to, I guess, more after high school, obviously, you know, in, in between college breaks, things like that. We went, you know, we went to a couple shows, my, my friends and I and stuff. And that's when I just started to get an interest. So it wasn't really early in life. It was more around time of college and stuff like that. And then, like I said, once about five years ago is when I said, let me try and take a class just for fun. Yeah, I didn't have a, a kid yet and stuff like that. So it was just something on the weekend to, to do, to enjoy. And uh, that's kind of how the itch really started. Have you ever got to see Seinfeld live? I have. Oh, man, I've never done that. And, like, I have his live on Broadway album, which I think I've listened to, like, a hundred times. This, he's, yeah, it, God, he's, he's very, so fucking you know, funny. Yeah, he is, and he's he's got that same, just very clean, very uh, all observational type stuff, which, you know, I, I kind of like. I, I like him a lot. I always liked him a lot. But it's funny because I, I saw him in, in Connecticut, um, Foxwoods, years ago. This was, like, six years ago. Yeah. Then I saw last year was it last year no this year maybe in Borgata down in AC hmm. uh, it's just like this you know his composure and everything is just it doesn't change it hasn't changed you know and he's just very funny but the more that I'm entrenched more with the comedy stuff the more I'm listening to more different people mm-hmm. you know it's always like you know, your mindset you see Seinfeld on TV and stuff but I never really watched much as far as specials or anything like that Not until really. now until um until I've been doing it and hearing more names and things like that, you know. Um, yeah. So now I kind of feel like I've broadened my base of, of comedians that I do like and enjoy. I mean, someone like Jim Gaffigan. I, I you know when I first heard him, I was like, yeah. But now I listened to him. He had a sitcom this summer, and I, I think it's hysterical because the stuff that he says is things that people can relate to. You know what I mean? Yeah, um, he he impresses me too because like he's one of those dudes who's like I think like. Um, I think like Jimmy Fallon can do this too. It's like one of the few things like someone like myself and then my grandma could sit down and love equally. Right, right, right. And, and, and like it's kind of rare that you find that, and because he's really talented. Yeah, definitely, and and just funny the the stuff he comes out with, and he, you know he's got five kids and everything, so you can only imagine the stories he has. But it is just you know being a father and and a husband, and the stuff that he says sometimes, and like he's he how he makes fun of himself for being lazy. Uh, it's just funny because it kind of hits certain things. That mm-hmm. he, he said something on one of his uh, specials, I think it was. He's talking about, you know, reading newspapers, and and they said that you you know if you're gonna read them, then you gotta use twine to like bundle them up and put them out for recycling. And he's like, he's like twine. He's like, where the hell do I find twine? I'm just not gonna read newspapers. So like that's <laughs> that's how you know I, I mean? that's like, how I view the world. Yeah, like I'm, I'm just not gonna deal with it if it's gonna make me put any effort past to what activity I want to be involved in. So I, that's the kind of stuff that's funny, you know what I mean? I, I love I love some of like Seinfeld's bits cuz it's or uh, cuz I I love comedy but I don't like I don't watch specials either, but I love I love comedy live. But like in terms of, I don't know why I just can't sit and watch a special. Though Right, I, right. What no my wife and I just watched uh Tignataro's special on HBO. Was, uh, was I, it? I liked it a lot. Um, my wife loves her because we watched that documentary about her on Netflix, which 
don't know if you saw it, but it's really emotional. I didn't see it. No, I didn't. Uh, it's anyone, even if you don't like, if you don't know who she is, and you're not like just like a comedy fan, just as a human yep. human being, it's incredible. So she, her her whole story, she her whole story is like she was like, it's all about like, she, you know how she had that famous set after like she like what happened to her? She like got diagnosed with some illness, got in a uh, a relationship ended, and her mom died in like a week. Oh <laughs> she wow. got diagnosed. Oh no, she got diagnosed with a breast cancer. That's right. And okay. then she does this like legendary set uh, somewhere in L.A. So this like documentary tracks like the one year after that. And then she's like trying to get pregnant with her. Uh, I think she ends up engaged by the end of it. And it's just like it just hits you on all this emotional stuff. Like, you know, what's weird. If I saw that at like 18, it wouldn't have hit me. But now at like 31 and like at that right. part, you know, married and like kids in the future, like I'm much more sensitive to those things. And like I'm right, so right. much more empathetic. But then I watched her spe- sure. after like knowing her that, and then seeing her special. I was like, "God damn, she's fucking funny." You're right, right. Like, yeah, I, I like Seinfeld really a lot too, stuff. but I think like yeah, I think Pete Holmes. I listened to a lot of podcasts. Like you made it weird, Pete Holmes, but his like, I think it was him or someone who said that every or maybe it's like Chris Rock that said, uh, "Any comedian can be funny, but or, every comedian gets ten times funnier once they have kids." <laughs> oh yeah, just all the material that kind of comes along. You know, honestly, and then my wife just told me this the other day, and it's kind of funny is. I really haven't brought that into it yet. Um, being being newer, again, it's only been uh, ten months that I've been doing it. Yeah. But I, I and because I only get to go up like you know a couple times a month or something, I'm kind of constantly trying to tighten the set that I have. You know, I'll add a little bit here and there, kind of test stuff out. It's not yeah. the same material exactly every time. I'll test something out at like you know a book mic or something like that, but. She she tells me she's like you haven't talked about being a dad like you haven't and I'm like you know what it's kind of you know I'm building a base and then when I you know start moving faster then then that's definitely stuff that I'll I'll be adding to it and like I said our second uh, baby uh, is due in December so I'm sure you you know having two now especially will will add to that uh, (laughs) add to the building add some material and stuff like that. Are you comfortable talking about your kids on stage? Because I know like, it took Louis C.K. like a little bit before. I mean, before he became like the guy, that was the thing that broke him when he would talk. Right, he started right. talking about his kids. I just—it's funny. Like I said, I, I haven't done it. I really haven't. Done, aside from saying my wife and I moved here with our daughter, like something like that, where I'll refer to her. I haven't really done material pertaining to her yet. And like I said, I think uh, as I have a tight set and and have something together, um, I'm going to start adding stuff, and that'll be definitely an area I'll. I'll definitely expand on and and build, you know. Yeah, it's <laughs> so like if you don't mind me asking, how old were you when you first got on stage to perform for stand up? Thirty three. Oh wow, that's awesome. Just, yeah, just just last December. Um, oh, I just no, turned so we're in the same age range. Yeah, dude, that's fucking awesome. I, I, yeah, I, I, I think your whole life you get told if you don't do these things by a certain age, it's never happening, and then like. I love reading those things on life online, like the ten artists who like were late late bloomers, or like right, John right. Hamm didn't start break until he's forty or stuff like that. Right, like, right. and like, and not every, at least for me, like I don't think not everything everyone does has to lead to like not everyone needs to be the next like Amy Schumer or Louis C.K. Like sometimes you can just have a hobby, like you can just do stand up, you can just play music, you can just do it, and then whatever fun opportunities come out of it, come out of it. Sure. I mean, the guy I was talking about before, Bob DeBono, he's, um, he produces a few shows a week at stand up New York, but he performs, you know, he, he goes all over the place. Um, 
and he was actually out, out in Vegas last week. But he started, he told me, when he was 29, and he had a typical, I think, office-type job up until 29. I think he's in his, his 40s now. But uh, he started 29, and, and he's now, you know, producing shows full-time. It's his full-time gig. So awesome. he, he started late as well, you know what I mean? You know, do you know, I don't know, not personally, but like uh, his name, Paul Macario. He's a New York comic, but he's like a, he was like a lawyer or some high-powered okay. fancy job. And then I, I know the name, and it's funny you say because it, they have a poster of him up at the at the at Stand Up New York. They have a um, they have something up on the wall of him, which is kind of funny. Oh yeah, I think he does warm up for the Daily Show. I want to say, or has, but yeah, he like one of those people like good New York paying job and then quit. And did stand right. up, or I'm maybe I'm sure I don't know I won't tell his story. I would imagine he was doing stand up long enough and then and then quit. But right, exactly, yep. Yeah, it's, yeah I'm not anywhere near <laughs> near that point in my life right now. So no, I know that but, that, that that stuff like scares. I, like I say, it's one of those things that like you know you do it because it's fun and it's uh it's just something you don't know like where it could lead to. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, I just try and connect with as many people as I can. Like Twitter is like I'm, I'm addicted to Twitter. Oh, I mean, dude, I'm on isn't there. that thing? It man, I I can just tell by like my work. I I, I can spend too much on time on that thing. I oh, don't yeah. know why. I I will respond to Twitter more than my own fucking email, a text message, and those are all people I don't even fucking know. I'm like I gotta right. respond, but then I get a text from someone I know. I'm like, no, oh, I can wait. Yeah, right. Exactly. But <laughs> Twitter, you feel like it. You gotta at least favor it, like so you're showing some, yeah, you know, yeah. you're acknowledging it. You know what I mean? It's funny. Someone could say something that you don't even understand, and you just kind of click favorite. Like and, uh, <laughs> yeah. And so you, uh, well, I know that since we've been talking on Twitter, you uh, had your first acting debut. Oh, that yeah. There's a there's a. It's actually funny. Um, I had produced a show back in May, um, in uh, Broadway Comedy Club, and. One of the girls I had on my um, on my show, she's from Staten Island, um, and she actually is friends with someone who does like independent films, um, and he does more like horror type stuff. So it just through you know through the connection, I guess, uh, ended up he ended up asking me to be a you know have a small part in a um, horror movie, and it's actually like a killer clown movie, which is really funny because I I hate clowns, I always have, you know. <laughs> That's great. So it's kind of ironic. Um, and, and, and my roles like, you know, changed a couple of times. First I was going to be, you know, have a very small part as a sheriff, but then I was going to do, be one of the victims or, you know, and it kind of, it kind of like worked its way out to be where I was just one of the guys, uh, uh, you know, the scene that I filmed so far is two, two parts to it. I, I filmed the one part and, uh, I was at the bar and then the lead actress, I guess, like catches my eye or whatever. And then the whole idea is I, I guess I go home with her and then. You know, it's it's just kind of evolving, I guess. It, he's filmed a few scenes so far. I haven't even done the second part of it yet, but yeah, it's definitely. Uh, it was just, I just found it ironic that it's a killer clown type movie, and that's like one thing I I still don't like to this day. <laughs> <laughs> was that your? I've never been on a movie set. Was that your first like being on like a film set kind of experience? Yeah, yeah, it was, and it's like I said, it's small stuff, independent film. It was in a bar, um, in uh, in Staten Island actually, and it was just cool. I mean, even if, with a few cameras and things like that, and people were there, it just a cool, uh, cool, cool. And, yeah, it is. And I, you know, I look forward to seeing it eventually when it when it does does get done. Um, I see once in a while I'm, I'm in the group on on Facebook, obviously, so I see 
when they're doing scenes, you know, from time to time and stuff like that. So they're definitely moving along, and uh, I look forward. I have, like I said, I have one more part to do myself, um, and then we'll hopefully we'll see the final product. It's just amazing how many like independent art communities exist out there. Like, it's, it's, it's so funny because Staten Island. I don't know what it is. I, that was the first time ever I've been in Staten Island in my oh, life. Really? That was, yeah, I had never been there before, and. Like I, you know, I met some people there, obviously, who were part of it, either the cast or the crew or whatever. And I met them, and they're all so artistic in Staten Island. Like that's like what they do in Staten Island, whether it's movies or music or comic. Like that, that's like I feel like everyone in Staten Island is involved in that stuff. Um, and it, you see posts, like you know, when when you friend people, you see kind of what they like, what their interests are, and stuff. And it's always like the art artsy stuff that comes from those people like it, it's just funny like they just had comic-con which i have no real interest in and like all of them are involved in that you know they're all going they're all filming stuff they're all doing and and, and of course my my favorite tv show on practical jokers which i'm sure you know you know what um, sucks i've never seen that show because i don't have whatever network it's on it doesn't stream on anything i have you got yeah well you're gonna be hooked if you do watch it but and everyone i know fucking I, loves I, it so like it's like it's it, just this group, I guess, I feel like. And it's, it's just funny that I've noticed every time I see one of the people I've friended, they're doing some kind of art-related open mic, uh, filming some movie or short. or it, It's just always something like that. And I just find it ironic, you know? Must be because it's, it's cheaper. Not a bad, it's not a bad stereotype. <laughs> I guess it's No, a good that's thing. probably the first nice stereotype I've ever heard of Staten Island. Yeah, yeah. And, and like I said, it was the only time I'd ever been there was was for that. I was there for like three hours for that, and that was it. I've only been once, but I, I remember meeting someone from Staten Island complaining about how it was like so far from New York. I'm like, you know, it's a, most people, Yeah. that's not far. You, you understand? Like, it's not. Right. I mean, there's not people who yet. live in like Missouri. <laughs> yeah, right, right. I'm even far, I'm even farther here than, than Staten Island is. Yeah, it's a whole uh, little... In New York. I, I, drove to the, I drove in that day from, I drove from the city of Staten Island. And I don't think it was... And this was during rush hour, and it was like an hour or less, a little less. Yeah, no one's going. It's not too I, bad. Yeah, it's it's really suburban. It's kind of like a suburban. I've only been the one time, and I I went to a concert there, so I can't. I, I and that episode of Louie when he chases the kid down to Staten Island, I really liked. Okay. Do you ever see that episode? That no, I that's another one. That's another show I've I've watched once or twice. I I haven't watched too much of it. Um, I, I had a moment I, where I watched watch. a lot, and then I just kind of stopped. There's just there's too much TV on right now. Is, yeah. Which I don't mind. I just like I love everything. Uh, I I find myself like I generally just like really love comedy. I just watch like uh, comedy shows like all the time. But then I'm really into like Arrow and Flash. So those are my and I Zombie. So those are my three like non comedy shows. But everything else I watch right. is like comedy. Like um, have you ever seen Review? No. Oh my god, <laughs> John Daly is so fucking funny. I love I love like everything on Comedy Central. Like I watch all that stuff. Yeah, yeah. I, I, you know, we have, we have. Uh, I like to call it one, one TV problem. But Children. we, yeah. We, we, my daughter will watch her um, Bubble Guppies and Peppa Pig and all these shows, ugh, ugh. you know, up until she goes to bed. Um, so I, I'm kind of, which is why I'm on my phone a lot, obviously. <laughs> if you haven't <laughs> noticed the amount of tweets. Oh, yeah. Um, but I, um, she watches that stuff. Then she'll kind of drift off to sleep, and then you know, it's. it's a lot of compromises, you know, what do you want? There's a few shows that my wife and I both like. We'll, yeah. we'll watch some comedies like, you know, like Modern Family and some shows like that um, together. And then there's some that, you know, she'll want to watch. Yeah, yeah, same here. Don't, don't need to be mentioned here. Uh, <laughs> I 
Let me guess. The, they're like the Bachelorette and those things. Yeah, you know what? You know, Dancing with the Stars and things yeah. like that. I just don't have an interest in it. Maybe I'm not watching it for the right right things. Yeah, that, Someone I, told I me totally like, like you're not. You're supposed to watch it for the for the humor of it, not not actually the competition. So yeah. I, I had watched it the one time, and uh, it's just like I said, it's you know we and the sad thing is we do have another TV down in the basement. I just haven't had it hooked up yet with the cable. Yeah. So uh, when I get to that point, speaking of laziness, once I get that <laughs> hooked up, then maybe I can retreat and watch some stuff. I uh, just in a gotta while. get like a Apple TV and hook it up, because that's what yeah. I have, and I got like Netflix and Hulu, and I steal HBO Go. And then I right. steal FX from my in-laws, so like I have all the apps on there, so I watch right. everything on there. Uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I I finally stole the F. I was able to get their cable account. They gave me their cable account so I could log in FXX. So I got I have like, and I only wanted that for the Every Simpsons episode ever. So I've been like, I'm trying to spend the month of October watching all the uh, Treehouse of Horror episodes. It's right. It's been making me very excited. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, but I yeah, I mean, reality TV has its place. I don't watch a ton of it, but I do watch. There's some of them I watch. I I really like Master Chef Junior. I don't know why, but okay. I do. But I don't, sometimes too, it is that thing. Of it's like with your wife, it's like you you find the shows you both like, and sometimes right. you both like drop the bar just because it's something you can both kind of tolerate. Like I like Modern Family. Um, right. I kind of get surprised. Uh, there's that. There's sometimes where I'm like, whoa, that's a really good fucking joke. Like they. They slip some really good stuff up in there. I do. Right, like, right, right. I think it's the best of the sitcoms. Yeah, that's good. You know what's funny too that I, I we started to get into, and it's I think it's a little underrated. Is, is fresh off the boat. I love that show. Yeah, that's <laughs> seriously. It's just I, it's like it's I think so it's, simple, but it's so funny. You know what I mean? Yeah, and and it must be like people of our age because I'm like almost that guy, like around the same time frame, whatever age he's. I'm within a couple years of that of his age in the show. So right, like right. in 1996, he's like whatever grade he is, and I was like, there's a whole episode about that Shaquille O'Neal video game, which I totally remember happening. Right, right, and right. And then it being terrible. And That's like, the great stuff I think about it is you just kind of like brings you back, like even even the Goldbergs I like too. I need to watch. Uh, it. I really want to watch that because I just listened. Yeah, to yeah, that, that's the same idea. A lot of the same, like they'll play games and things like that on the show, and they'll do. Ex- They'll do things that you're just like, yeah, of course I remember doing this and playing this. So it kind of like nostalgic, like it brings you back, and that's yeah. what makes it really funny, you know. And fresh off the boat, because I I only the first time I watched it is like because I was like, oh, all right, that's cool. I like that guy Randall Park because he's in a lot of comedy stuff. I, he's I, funny, yeah, yeah. I recognized him from Veep at first, so I was like, all right, I'll check it out. And then I was right, like, oh, right. Eddie Wong, I, I I knew who he was from like watching some Anthony Bourdain uh, TV shows. Okay. Was it No Reservation? I think he was on a bunch. Or no, Mindy okay. Shepherd. I don't know, but I, he was like someone I knew. I had listened to on like Joe Rogan podcast. So I was like, oh, okay. and then like, I because th- I like sitcoms. Like overall, I think the formula works for a reason. As much as people we can. Sure. And but I mean, I love my Breaking Bad and like the stuff. But there's something about like Modern Family and Fresh Off. Actually, now it's right. like Fresh Off the Boat and the Muppets. I watch on ABC. And I, like the new okay, Muppets. I haven't I haven't watched that yet. It's really good. I really like it. I I like a lot of the Muppet stuff, and I like this, but like. There's, but I think Fresh Out the Boat is like underrated. Like the the the, the jokes. It are is like very. You know, people just don't know about it, and you watch it once, and it's you know once or twice, you're gonna get you're gonna get hooked yeah. on it. I, I she's funny. Anyone, she's like got that that personality that's just so tough. But then I saw her on something else. Oh, Constance Wu. Yeah. she was being interviewed she's or something. So she was like just sweetest, nicest, <laughs> like you know, like a mouse almost the way she's talking. And yeah. it's just like very good. A, Paul Shears is on it too. Who is it? 
Paul Shears on Fresh Off the Boat, which really surprised me. I love that okay. dude. Uh, he's yeah, one yeah. of the restaurant workers, the bald guy. And they have like yeah, a yeah, lot. Yeah, yeah. And they have a lot yeah, of like uh, comedians on it. What, sorry, what's that? I think his name is Mitch or something, like the host or. or yeah, the, yeah, yeah, Mitch. Yeah, that, okay. Then they've had a lot of comedians like guest star. I always, I'm such a sucker for a show when they use comedians as like actors. I don't know why. Like I loved yeah, okay. on uh, Breaking Bad when they had like Bill Burr on there. Thought, right, right. I thought that was so. Yeah, great. you know, what? I don't know if you watched Jim. Did you say you watched the Jim Gaffigan show or no? I watched the first episode. I liked it. Yeah, I watched. I watched the whole thing, and he always had the comics on it. I mean, it was every night, every every time it was on, there was at least a couple. Um, then he had like one of them. It was his friend's like birthday party, and they all showed up. You know, like David Tell. Who else? Oh, um, I forget who else was on that one, but even like Macaulay Culkin kept popping up on the show. And, oh and it's wow! Just like, yeah, it was, and he was. It was funny because like the the whole the whole idea was. Jim Gaffigan would see him in different places and be like, isn't that, you know, and the guy would just kind of like, Macaulay would just nod him off, like, you know, I don't know you who are, like, kind of like, you would never say, like, acknowledge that it was him himself, which is kind of just the running joke, and and Jim Gaffigan would just never, you know, he always like, oh, you know, isn't that Macaulay, you know, isn't that who I think it is, it was just constantly, like, he'd pop up like that, it's just, it, just funny, like, you know, and like I said, and it's just his life, like, he's portraying his life with five kids and his wife. And um, going to do a show at night and then going to bed and he doesn't want to wake up and deal with the kid. You know, it's just really <laughs> funny. It really is, I think, a good depiction of probably how he lives, you know? Yeah. He was but doing this to... now, like doing the comedy stuff makes me kind of appreciate it more and see, obviously, at a, a much lower level. Oh, yeah, you know, yeah. Someone like that does. But it is entertaining to me. And my wife liked it, too, actually. She She got into the show, too. Yeah, I never, like, appreciated... Because I think a good family show has to be, like, really for the adults that happens to be clean. Like, like the, like a movie like The Incredibles, it's like a kid's movie, but, like, adults love it. Right, right. I think Gaffigan is so good at that level. Like, you could probably... You could listen to Jim Gaffigan records with your daughter in the car. And she might yeah, laugh yeah. at Hot Packet jokes. Very, like I said, he's very clean. Yeah, he's clean. He's just so smart and, like I said, so relatable, you know? Just such a way uh, with words. Yeah, yeah. You know, so you know what I really like too. I listen to um, Pandora when I'm at work or on the train or whatever, and oh, I listen yeah. to you know today's comedy or or whatever the radio station is. Um, or I'll just click Jim Gaffigan and I'll kind of play people who sound like him. Or, yeah, yeah, I do that too. And I, you know, who I love um, John Mulaney. Yeah, he's really great. He, he's I love he's him. another one. His <laughs> he, sitcom he was terrible, but it, he's awesome. Right. Yeah. He's he's good, and he's like I said. I, since I've been doing the comedy, I've been listening to more than on just Seinfeld. You know what I mean? There's there's so yeah. much out there that, that just listening to it. And he, he's another one I like a lot. Uh, John Mulaney, Jim Gaffigan. Now I love um, another guy who who's very funny and he's very different than the other two is someone like Dimitri Martin. Oh yeah, he fascinates me. But because he'll just just quick one line. You know how this is one next, and then just kind of move down. Like you just keep moving down the list. And everything you said, he says, you just kind of, it just kind of hits. You know what I mean? Yeah, I know. Dimitri's really great. I, Very smart. <laughs> he's different good. though. Like he's like you know, he's he's different than it's someone so like Jim Gaffigan or something. You know? Do you like uh? Do you know what's his? Uh, I well, not he's pretty big. Is he Sansari? Yeah, you know, him... I, I I listen to him. I'm not not as much of a fan as I am of some of the others. I saw him in, perform and I, he was great, but I don't know if I ever yeah. would just sit down and listen to his album. But like yeah. when I've he seen him live, up. he was amazing. 
times, but I like I said, I, I kind of like move towards someone like Jim Gaffigan or even yeah. like John. But something like those kind of guys are, I think, are hysterical. Um, and there's other names that I never really knew until I started listening to, to Pandora and stuff. But, uh, yeah, it's definitely fun hearing all these guys and kind of what how they do things and what they say. It's just... Yeah, I grew up, like, a big, like, really into the music scene and then kind of, you know, fade away like most people. And then when I started finding comedy podcasts, it was kind of like that, like, thing I had at you for discovering this whole world that has existed that I didn't know about. And, like, right. you, you take, like, the top dog, like a Jerry Seinfeld, and then, like, all right, who who sends him? And then you find a hundred other people that are a variation of that. Like, not copycat, but in that wheelhouse. And it's so right. it's just so fun to get, like, to have – it's like that feeling of having your mind blown. When you hear, like, good stand-up, it's just – it's the best. I think what – Joan Rivers has that quote. My mom actually posted this on Facebook, and um, which I usually hate quotes, but it was, like, when you make someone laugh, you're giving them a vacation, like, and that's what like a good. And I was like, yeah, that's like a good stand up. Like, you come out of there feeling good. Right, right. Who did I saw? I saw um, someone relatively. I went to go see Kyle Kinane and um, at a small theater on here, and it was, it was so much. Like, I just you know, my my wife great. and I saw a special that he had. Um, recently, we watched it, and he's he's he's, he's another, again another totally different personality, but he. He was funny, you know. We enjoyed it. Yeah, he's really funny. Like, do you like Bo Burnham? I some people are aren't really into music comedy as much, and I think he does it really well. Yeah, <laughs> he, I, I've heard him a few times. He is funny. He's so funny. Um, I love his yeah, wordplay. Combining he's, the two obviously is, you know, combining the two talents obviously is another. Uh, you got to yeah. afford that too. And comedy is so strange because, like, uh, I've heard uh, Chris Hardwick. I don't. Do you listen to like the Nerdist podcast at all? No, I don't. Well, he's always says like, you know, comedy and music are like they're like they're like cousins because they're not similar, but like comedy is more like a magic trick. Like, you hear a joke once, it's great. Like, if you go to see a comedian, you want to hear new stuff every time for the most part. But like right. a musician, you want to hear the same ten songs over and over. Funny, it is. It's funny, and like even with Seinfeld, like I saw him, six, I guess was it six six years apart. Okay, I saw him like I said in two thousand nine, and then again this year. And part of his set, I mean, maybe half of it was still stuff I heard from back then. You know what I mean? And, and some of it was new, but it, it, like you said, that that's someone that you're gonna have. You, you, I would have thought by now it would be all new stuff because it's six years ago. But he's still talking about very similar things that he or topics he talked about back then. You know? <laughs> One of his knocks constantly is the like the Cialis commercials with the two bathtubs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, he. he I've heard him do on his show, I think. I've heard him do it live years ago, and then he he brought it up again this time, you know? A different variation, like he kind of changes wording and things like that, but it's the same kind of topics that he, he likes to make fun of and, and hit on. Do you watch uh, Comedians in Cars Getting Coffee? No, but I've been told I need to check it out because I'm a Seinfeld fan. Yeah, you have to. It's it's he, He's interesting. He's very good at uh, shortening things. Like, you take something, and then he's, like, very quick and to the point. Which I like, and then there's other comedians who kind of more are a little more expansive. But he's, the show's pretty fun. Like it's, there's an episode I think it's like he he has it's uh, Mel Brooks and Rob Reiner, Rob Carl Reiner. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, and it's just or they're like Letterman or Leno or like some people in it are in just like them dissecting comedy together. It's just like oh my god, you are yeah. a genius. 
Right, right. Yeah, I got to check him out. He's always got some big names on there also. Yeah. yeah. And it's weird because comedy, too, like, there's very few comedians, I think, that are known for just being a comedian. Like, maybe, like, Cat Williams or Brian Regan are, like, the only... There could be more, but those are, like, the two I could think of. Like, they don't, they're don't, they not actors, to my knowledge. Like, they're probably the... Yeah, they're, they're probably the only two comedians I could think of that are known for being comedians. Right, right. Because even, like, Seinfeld, you know, because he had the show. Even, like, a Kevin Hart or... Or anyone of or that, or Amy Schumer, or anyone of that at that level, it's because they have the TV shows and the movies and. Right, right, exactly. It's a hard way to make money, like just just doing stand up. Like it's a hard life. Oh yeah, I'm sure. Do you ever it's listen to? Or do you listen to a lot of podcasts at all, like on your commute? Um, not so much. Like I said, most of the Pandora, the the, the comedy station, the radio through that. Um, but I do want to start listening to some more and kind of uh, broadening my uh, <laughs> my horizons a little bit. Yeah, you know, the best way I, I do is, like, uh, if you like interview shows, like, just pick a comedian you like and type them into iTunes. Because uh-huh. uh, Gaffigan was just on WTF with Mark Maron recently. Um, okay. That's, like, the comedy gold standard, especially his early episodes, because it's just Mark working through, like, a failed comedian at that time, working his right, shit right. out with his famous friends, and then it, all sorts of great successes from it. All the, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, I'm definitely, like I said, I got to definitely, yeah. Uh... Yeah, it's cool. Yeah, I love hearing man. people's stories of how it happens for them. Yeah, sure. Like I like, there's a show I love. I love Silicon Valley on HBO, and it, like all of them are like comedians, and they all knew each other beforehand. <laughs> I was like, that's fucking nuts. Yeah, right, right. That's cool. Everyone's crazy. It's just interesting to see what, and the t- for someone like me, like who just started, I like to hear, like you said, people who are starting late and kind of getting into it and seeing how. How much success they have, even though they didn't start earlier in life, you know? Oh yeah, absolutely. Have you gotten to? You and you you perform pretty a good amount for like someone with your time frame and like for st- only ten months in, twice a month in New York. That's I had a open micer on here once who like lives in New Hampshire and he's been doing it a good amount. But his problem was um, he just had uh, there's just nowhere to perform. Right, right. And then like uh. uh Open mics in New, uh, these weird little venues in New Hampshire are great, but it's also not the greatest where to start because it's a very warped view of things because it's not, it's not like a city. Right, right. Like at least in New it's York, you have like, people who grew up in New York, people who are traveling through, people from all over the world can right. be there. Yeah, right. Exactly. Like New York, I feel like New York and they always say it, but it's so like New York and LA are like the two hotbeds. Like that's where there's so much. Like there's so much going yeah. on. So many people that you don't even see. I mean, I like I said, even through Facebook and stuff, like there'll be shows at different places that I've never heard of that have people I've never heard of, and then there'll be one where you know I know someone, and then I oh yeah, I know the pers- other person on it too, but I've never. It, it's just so much going on that you yeah. know the more I, I go out there and meet people, just like I said, I, the more I try and connect and kind of get in, you know more eyes and ears on what's going on. And you, have you learned of, like, how incestuous it is? Like, everyone knows everyone? A lot of people do. Like I said, yeah, it, it, it's funny because there are different, uh, I don't know if you can call it companies or whatever, but I guess, like, something like, there's one called Laughing Buddha, I guess. It's more, they do a lot of classes and stuff, but they host a lot of shows. There's, um, like I said, there's the, those you kind of have the same group of people that kind of, you know, um, migrate to that, those clubs and things like that. 
then you have other people who are just completely independent and do their own thing and they're not kind of tied into anyone in particular. Then you have people, like I said, it's just amazing because there's, there's, there really is so much going on that, you know, and, and the main thing I, I find in this city, especially for someone who's someone like me, who's newer, because it bringers is like, you know, the first so many shows I did were bringers. Cause that's just how you get, get on stage, you know? Oh yeah. Yeah. I mean, in the city, it's just how, that's how it goes, you know, bring, bring six people and get on, bring seven people. And it's cool because you're bringing friends and things like that um, to see you and they're going to cheer for you, whether you bomb or not, probably. But at the same time, it's a lot of pressure to try and have people, you know, come if, if you can't get that certain number or something like that. But I understand it's part of the, it's part of the process in the beginning. Um, but then you get into meeting people who, you, you know, who are on those shows and things like that. And I'll, I'll kind of, they'll produce a weekly show. Or they'll produce a monthly show somewhere and I'll reach out to them. Hey, you know, you have any spots or, or whatever, um, or they'll reach out to me. You want to do one. Then if I'm going to produce a show, then I'm going to have them come on. So it's just trade off back and forth. And those don't tend to be bringers because you're just kind of being offered guest spots like that. So that's one where I produced a show in May and someone who was on it asked me to be on one of their shows. Um, I'm producing a fundraiser show November 1st at Stand Up New York. And I'm having people on it that I've kind of met all year. And some of them have had me on shows, you know, on their show. So just a trade off, you know. That's exactly how the podcast is. You just got to meet like one person. And that leads you. Right. It's it's never like big steps. It's one little thing leads to another little thing, and then one day you look back, you're like, oh wow, it all stems right. from that one act of kindness from a friend or someone who's just like, you know, just it's nice. Nice people are fucking nice, and there's a lot of good people out that's, there. That's how you gotta be, dude. Yeah, like I said, it's how you have to be. Because if you're not, then they're not gonna even bat an eye. You know what I mean? Oh, I have. Yeah. There's a guy I've been trying to hook up with for a while. Not hook up. You know what I mean? Yeah, I know what you mean. <laughs> but. He he does a show um, usually like once a month, once a month in Jersey, and um, you know there was a couple times he'd asked me. I think it, it didn't work out the one time, but but um, I'm going to be on his show now in on Saturday, this Saturday. So I'm having him on my show um, November first. So like I said, it's another person, another example of just can I you come on mine, then I'm going to come on yours, and you kind of in a way sometimes you kind of just feel like it's that's just part of how it works, and then that's how you kind of avoid it the need to bring people to get on stage. Oh, it, it's great. It's just, it's just, and fun. I don't like mics. I, I do not like open mic. A lot of, a lot of my friends who, who do it and other comics, you just don't like open mics because you have, you go into the room and it's all comics and they're there for themselves really to just, um, practice their routine or practice new stuff. And they're really not paying too much attention. You're not going to get laughs like you would do at a show. So someone for someone like me, who's newer, to go up there and and say you have to kind of say like all right I'm not bombing it's the all comics and they really don't care how you're gonna do so you have to separate that you know if you want to go up and practice just the wording things like that then fine and do it but you know if you think you're gonna get any kind of any kind of uh, laughs or anything like that I think that's not somewhere you want to go and a lot of people say it. they just hate mics you know yeah yeah and it's it's just it's good it's nice to hear there's like a good sense of community within it. And especially right. like with life, like work and family, just life gets. I don't like routine, so it's it's nice having something to have to break up the. You know, this is like your version of golf, a cheaper version of golf. <laughs> yeah, right. Exactly. Yeah, I I've tried golf, and that, that that only lasted a season or so, and I said I'm not getting any better, so I'm not going to waste any more yeah. money on this. And your wife's supportive as well. I try and do one or two a month. Uh, you know, I don't want to get home too late. She's she's home with the, with my daughter. Um, 
you know, so it's long days for her as well, obviously. So, so to be able to do it at least once or twice, I'm lucky to do that and keep, keep up with it, you know, again, limiting myself, but keeping with it and even doing stuff like this with the podcast and stuff like here, I'm home tonight, but I'm talking to you on the phone. You know what I mean? So it's, yeah, yeah. it doesn't have to be getting on stage every time. It, it's a new world. It's all about making your voice, just get your right, voice right. out there so in some facet. A lot of avenues, a lot of avenues and social media is so huge. I mean, it's without that, I don't think you could really build any kind of, you know, uh, a base and grow from there uh, without it. Uh, Facebook is more for the connecting with comics and stuff, I think. But honestly, Twitter, just people who, who think that I may be funny or whatever, they'll follow me or, or you kind of follow a group of people that, that start following you and you just kind of build people like that, you know, build a, a little bit of a following. You, as, as as low level as I am, like I, I do see that people appreciate the humor and, and what I try and put out there, which is obviously rewarding. Oh, no, absolutely. It's... It, it it kind of blows my mind how how you do this how people do it without it. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, I don't know. Like I said, I and even with the Twitter, like I I I started with that a while. I've, I've quit Twitter probably like so many times just because like it's very addicting. But then it, it's just if you want to like put your name out there, I mean that's that's the best way to do it. I mean there's so many so many follow. I mean I have I don't know how many followers I have now, but it's just it just grows and the people that follow me and, and it kind of builds from there and and you have to just. Like I said, you you know, connecting with those people, you know, acknowledging what they're saying, which is I'm I'm a nice guy, so I'm always gonna do that, and I think that's how you get farther, you know, being like that. I forgot someone told me the best way to explain the difference between Twitter and Facebook is like, Facebook is for people, it's a way to communicate. Facebook is for people you went to high school with, and Twitter is for people you wish you went to high school with. Where like Facebook, you just kind of talk to the people you know on there. But then Twitter, it's all about interacting with strangers. Like, it's not about talking to your friends at all. Yeah, it is. I don't yeah. think I have any friends. And, you know, a couple close friends that follow me, but people who are on Facebook, I've even said on Facebook, you know, hey, follow me on Twitter. This is my Twitter. And they don't. You know what I mean? It's just funny. Yeah. Like, it's just separate, two separate entities almost. And they operate so Twitter, differently. Yeah, Twitter and, and like, yeah. And do you have this thing where, like, your friends, like the people you're close to in your real life, like, have no interest in your comedy. It's just like, yeah, cool, you're doing it. And then you kind of grow yeah, past that and then I you have do. this I, weird I have community people. outside of that. And it's kind of comforting. Yeah, oh yeah. I find it comforting. It, you know, it, it's funny. There are people who I'm, I consider myself close friends with who haven't been to one show. Um, it, it, they don't ask me about it unless I bring it up. Um, and and, and it, it's kind of annoying on one hand because it's like, you know, don't you care? Like, I'm not trying to... I'm not trying to get them to kiss my ass by any means, but, you know, they just don't really show as much of an interest. But then you have, like I said, on Twitter, you have people who are, you know, constantly favoriting things. Are you going to come do a show? And I'm like, uh, just yesterday, someone, oh, you're going to come do a show in Chicago. You're going to come do a show in Tennessee. And I'm like, you know, yeah, maybe someday, you know. <laughs> so it's just funny to see the two extremes um, where people are. cool about that. Like people are receiving you and they're, they're, they like you. And on Twitter, they, you know, they, they do like you and what you're putting out, you know, and it's just, it's amazing to see the the, the spectrum between what, what your close friends who are, who may not care as much to, to the complete strangers who think you're, you know, hysterical. So yeah, and it, you're it, getting the truth from the strangers. Yeah, right, exactly. They have no reason to bullshit you. Oh, yeah. I, believe me, and, and people, you know, if they're going to unfollow you, then they're going to unfollow you because either something you said or they don't like, then fine. You know what I mean? It's it's fine, but I, I I do use it a lot for 
if I think of something I think is funny, um, I'll post it and, and see what kind of reception I get. It's a good tester of material or newer stuff. Um, Facebook as well, when you you know want to talk a little bit more about a topic or something, or Twitter, just like a quick line, one-liner, things like that. I do use them both to gauge if 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 anything is worthy enough to be put into a set, you know. No, absolutely. And then and if it's not, if, cool. if I'm the type that if it's not, if if someone doesn't like it or acknowledge it or favorite it or like it or whatever, then I'm gonna delete it soon after, like it never existed. <laughs> you know. Oh, that's kind of funny. Yeah. Uh, it's just me being, you know, ain't all about that, I guess. That's funny. Awesome, man. Well, thank you so much for doing this. Uh, where can people find you online? Um, tw- definitely Twitter. Find me, uh, J Howard Comic. J- just J is in Jeff. J Howard Comic. That's probably the best way to track me. And then, like I said, I post, you know, information on shows and all that kind of stuff on there, so you can kind of keep keep keeping to in touch and uh, keeping the loop that way. Oh, awesome, man! And you have a Facebook too for your comedy. I do. Yeah, yeah, you know what? I have a page for that I just created. It's just under Jeff Howard. Um, I don't use that as much. Uh, I feel like, again, it's just the amount of people who you can reach out to on Twitter is a lot more. Yeah, Facebook limits uh, are Facebook. I mean, you could have so many friends on Facebook, and then only a handful is going to actually like the page. So I still tend to go, you know, do more with Twitter. Yeah, um, So that's definitely the best way to kind of follow me. Uh, have a good rest of your night. Thank you so much. You too.